Pastor Jay Dennis is with us from City Central Church in Lakeland. To the phones, let's go to Jim and Ocala. Hi, Jim. How are you? Hey, Pastor. How are y'all? Uh, I appreciate Good you taking morning. my my question. Uh, I I know the difference between guilt and shame. You know, guilt being something I did wrong. Shame being feeling like I am I'm broken, or is there something wrong with me? But how does the Bible teach believers? on how to deal with shame. Where can I go to in the Bible to sort of draw my strength and instruction from? Jim, thank you. And I I would hope this answer would apply to a lot of people. It certainly does to me. One of my favorite places to go uh, when I am dealing with guilt or shame, and you had that right, guilt is something I feel for what I've done, but shame is something you feel for who you are. But I would go to Psalm 32 and, and walk through, and David is confessing about his uh, affair, about his murder, and also Psalm 51. So those are two great places to begin. You know, it's interesting. Earlier this week, I just couldn't get Psalm 32 out of my head. It's interesting mm. that, uh, that you mentioned that, Jay. And it's, uh, blessed is the man whose sin, whose transgression is forgiven. Yes. Um, yeah, so Psalms 32 and 51, yep, I would say amen to that. You know what, Jay? I've been enjoying your sermons uh, that are posted on the YouTube channel that you have for City Central Church. And uh, I've got a clip here just to just give people a taste of of what what your preaching is like uh, from this past Sunday. Today you are in one of four categories spiritually. Before you leave here this morning, I want you to know where you are. You are one of these four. All four, I believe, are represented in our church here today. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, outline those. Let's list those four. I'm curious. Before Jay lists these, listen closely. Okay, this is really, really important. Okay, let's do it. Number one is there are those who are unsaved and they know it. Number two, there are those who are unsaved, but they don't know it. Number three, those who are saved and don't know it. In other words, they're doubting their salvation. And then the fourth category is those who are saved and know it. And God wants all of us to be in that fourth category. For those who may be asking the question, well, I may fall in one of these other categories, and I'm really having difficulty with assurance. What is that prayer that they can pray that will calm their spirit so they know that they know that they know that they are secure in God's hands? In fact, let me just invite our listeners, if you're not sure of your salvation, to just pray with me and meet it in your heart, this following prayer. Dear God, I know that I've sinned. I have broken your commandments. I cannot save myself. Thank you for coming to earth and living a perfect life and going to the cross, shedding your blood, dying and rising from the dead. I'm turning my back on my sin. I repent and I turn my heart toward you and receive you, Jesus, as my Savior and Lord. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Jesus' name, amen. Wow. It's a holy ground moment. It's so, so very important. Was Jay uh, praying with and for you here this morning? Uh, this message is so good that I put it up as, I mean, all, all his messages are great, but this one is, I mean, it's a salvation issue. It, there's no more important decision you will ever make in your life than deciding, well, what about Jesus? You know, deciding to receive him as your Lord and Savior. 
you can be um, confident that you know that you know that you know you will go to be with him in heaven when you die. You don't have to live in limbo. You can know. And a prayer that, uh, you know, that prayer that Jay was mentioning, you can put it in your own words. But um, maybe you need to do that today. If you're driving to work, maybe you need to pull off to the side of the road somewhere safe, in a parking lot maybe, and surrender your life to the Lord. And maybe that's, that's where you are. Or rededicate yourself to the Lord Jesus. His forgiveness is complete. The power of his blood is enough to cleanse you from all of your sin, no matter where you've been and no matter what you've done. You can have a new beginning because there's a very real place called hell, and that is separation from God forever. But he loves you enough to have you listening to this message right now this morning. He's reaching out to you. What are you going to do? If you are praying that prayer or have prayed that prayer with Jay, we want to help you with next steps. If you text the word me to the Curtin Kate hotline, we have uh, some materials that we're going to uh, send you. We're going to send you a link and you can click on it and you can get some really good guidance as what the next steps would be in your relationship with the Lord. And we want to pray for you. So every me that comes in here this morning, uh, we're going to put you on our prayer list. We can see you. It's like you're raising your hand saying, I'm making a decision for Jesus. And these resources will help you understand what that decision is all about. Our hearts are filled with joy because we know when the gospel is shared that the seed has been planted. And maybe the seed's been planted by somebody else or somebody else watered it, but God's bringing in the harvest right now here this morning. So text the letter ME to 888-777-6810 and raise your hand saying, I have decided to follow Jesus. Me to 888-777-6810. Jay, thank you so much for sharing the gospel and thank you so much for allowing God to use you every single day. Thank you, Kurt. We've got a call from Lakeland that I want to take and that is Wanda. Hi, Wanda. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am well. How are you? Doing wonderful. Okay, tell me why you gave me a call. I called this morning because I, every morning, every time I get in my car, I have um, Moody Radio playing. And the Word of God that is being taught every day has penetrated my heart and has caused me to stop and realize that I need to be saved. And so I have accepted the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior. Praise God. Because of mm. Pastor Jay's ministry. Mm. Wanda, welcome to the family. I could not be more excited. You know the angels are rejoicing in heaven over uh, just one sinner who repents. They're having a big party for you here on this Friday. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yes. Well, Wanda... Um, I am so grateful to God that you were listening at just the right time. And thank you for, for listening, uh, you know, through the past few days or weeks. You know, I'm just, isn't it interesting how God um, draws us to himself? It's that compelling love that, that he draws us into this relationship with Jesus. It's just, I don't know, it's just, I never get over that. I've been following Jesus for years and years and years, but I just, 
I don't want to ever mm-hmm. get to the point where it's just like, okay, well, I did that a few years ago or many years ago. It's it's a part of my life, but I want to be amazed each and every day, just like you are amazed right now. Praise God. Thank you, Wanda, for calling, and you're my sister in Christ now. Thank you. Wow, what a morning it's been. Thank you, Lord, for each and every one of these precious folks who has basically put their hand up in the air and said, I'm going to follow Jesus. I want to receive him as my Lord and Savior. Or they lift up their hand and they're like, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I have not been following him. I have spent time in the far country and I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Lord, I don't know how in the world you can forgive me for all I've done, but I believe that you can because your blood is that powerful. Will you take me back? And you know what? If you take one step in the direction of Jesus, he will run a million miles to meet you where you are. And that's what he's doing. In fact, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Brooksville and Elaine. Hi, Elaine. I'm really glad you called. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay, but I've been struggling with... I got saved at 13 and got baptized. I'm 71 now. And I've always had a doubt myself as far as, am I really saved? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I can't tell you the number of times I've I've tried... You know, tried to rededicate my life, but I just, that doubt creeps in. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, uh, Elaine, I want to tell you that you're not alone. Um, there are so many of us who go through seasons of doubt, and I want to remind you of something. Uh, you already know this, but you have an enemy of your soul. His name is Satan, and he has many minions, and what he wants to do, he's going after your faith. He wants to place doubt in your mind. Um, he wants you to wonder, well, am I really saved? Uh, you know, I just, he's a, you know, the Bible is so clear about who he is. He's the accuser. And Jesus said, he's not only a liar, he's the father of lies. And, you know, once you have truly made that decision to receive Jesus and you understand the gospel, like what we were talking about, you know, as we were sharing the gospel a few minutes ago, if you can, if you grab onto that and you believe it uh, with great sincerity and you pray the prayer, then that is, that is it. And, you know, don't listen to the lies of the enemy. He is not happy, obviously, that you have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. He will mess with you as long as you allow him to do this. Now, something that's helped me and many other people is to focus on who Jesus is and keep your eyes fixed on him. It's like Hebrews chapter 12, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You know, it's all about running the race and uh, setting aside any encumbrance or weight that interferes with our race, that's us following hard after Jesus, and setting aside the sin that so easily entangles, and run with endurance the race that is set before us. If you know, Do you have a daily Bible reading time, devotional time, every day? I don't every day. Okay, that's I fun. used to, but I'm just going through a lot right now, and it's been hard to... I totally understand what you're talking about. We've all been there, right? I don't get that right every single day myself. 
But you know what? I can feel it when I am not spending time with the Lord. Um, and the only way to counteract the lies of the enemy is to just load up on truth. Again, I say fix our eyes on Jesus. What does that mean? Read through the Gospels. Spend time there and really linger and think about who Jesus is and what he says. Or perhaps you want to go to, since you know the Bible, um, go to some key verses that have always comforted you. And uh, some of those life verses, like maybe Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Um, That's just one, you know, example. But we have been given so much in the Word of God. It's not optional if we want to fight the lies of the enemy. We replace lies with the truth. And don't forget about Ephesians chapter 6. We do not war against flesh and blood, but against spiritual entities. And, you know, this invisible war, let me tell you something, Elaine, it's very, very real. And so you want to put on, you know, the, the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth. We we're talking about truth. And then the, yeah. bre- the breastplate of righteousness. And then also the shield of faith to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. You see his lies coming in. Boom, put up the shield of faith. I know in whom I have trusted. And I believe that he will see me through. So, you know, all of these verses that you can collect, they're like bullets in your gun. The offensive weapon is the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. And we have to have that. That's that, that, you know, it's the offensive weapon in the armor of God. But also, another offensive weapon, along with the Word, is prayer. We need to be in prayer. And do you see, I do pray a lot. Do you see how if you—and that's great, that's fantastic, but do you see how if the enemy isolates us from God because we're too busy or— uh, whatever the may, reason may be why we're not spending time in God's Word, then we're like sitting ducks on the battlefield because we don't have that truth to back us up when we need it. I'm here to tell you, Elaine, you don't need to. If you prayed that sincere prayer, you don't need to keep praying it over and over and over and over again. Jesus has accepted your prayer maybe when you were—you said you were 13 when you received Christ? Yes. You understood the gospel back then, didn't you? Uh, somewhat. It just touched me. The spirit, I felt the spirit. I just felt it. I knew it. Yeah. I got baptized, and mm-hmm. uh, I've been, uh, I think, three times that I got saved in church because of that doubt. I just I've had a big problem with that. Well, you don't need to worry about, you know, am I saved, am I not saved? If you can honestly say, I believe in the gospel again, like what we were talking about. Jesus, uh, you know, was born of, of a virgin, and he lived the perfect life that we could never live. He was sent, you know, to, to die for our sins on the cross. That means all of our sins, past, present, and future, on his shoulders. And that he rose from the dead, and God accepted that sacrifice and you believe that with all of your heart, and you are like, I want to follow him every day of my life. You only need to do that once. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be a battle. And I always tell folks, and even the folks who are texting in today to receive Christ, I see a lot of these me's here, again, is still coming in. Um, 
one of the first things that Satan will do will be to plant doubts. You know, are you really saved? Are you really saved? Come on. I mean, it's, you know, he will do anything he can to make you doubt this. At the beginning, in the middle, and at the end. I know people who were on their deathbed and, you know, strong believers, and Satan was whispering in their ear, are you sure you're saved? This is, you know, once we shine a light on his tactics, we can say, I ain't buying it. I know in whom I have trusted, and my confidence is not in my good works. My confidence is not in my emotions. My confidence is in what Jesus did for me on the cross, and he rose from the dead, and he lives to make intercession for me, and his righteousness is transferred to me. So that when God looks at me, he doesn't see my sin. He sees the perfect righteousness of Jesus. Because I am forgiven, I follow him in his power, and I am not sinless, the sight of heaven, but hopefully I will sin less. I'm not looking at my performance. I'm looking at Jesus. Do you believe all of that's true? Oh, absolutely. You don't need to doubt. You just needed your brother in Christ to remind you of the truth. And that's why we need to be together as believers. I want you to do something for me, Elaine. I want you to pick up your Bible when we get off the air here. And I would love for you to go to the flyleaf, one of the uh, blank pages at the the front of your Bible, and just write in there um, some of the things that we've talked about. And maybe you want to just drive a stake in the ground and say, you know, I received the Lord Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I know the truths that I have believed in to be true. I have reclaimed them, and today I am no longer listening to the lies of the enemy. Write something like that in the flyleaf of your Bible, and the next time you doubt, grab your Bible, open it up, and look at what you wrote. You know that you know that you know that you made that decision to not doubt anymore because you're believing the Lord and not the Father of lies. Thank you. I think you've really been a big help to me. Can I pray for you before I let you go? Sure. Everybody gather together. Let's uh, gather around Elaine, and let's pray for her. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Elaine. Thank you so much for her call this morning. I'm sure there are many people who are in the very same position. Father, please show yourself strong on behalf of Elaine and all of those with doubts. O Holy Spirit, please give her confidence to know that she is yours. Would you walk with her, be her shield, protect her, guide her, tangibly let her know the fact that uh, she's on the radio right now is because you are a part of her life and you are reaching out to her. You love her enough to stop what was planned on a radio show just so we can focus on her. That's how much you love her. And Jesus, we thank you for loving all of us. Give Elaine confidence. May she walk in the newness of life and may she not doubt what is true. And would you use her to bring others to yourself, Jesus. Be with her today. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I'm going to do exactly what you said. 
All right, Elaine. I tell you what, uh, if you can listen to the rest of the show, I don't know what you're doing today, but uh, do you have time to listen to uh, the show? Because I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up the phones and have your brothers and sisters in Christ encourage you today. Do you have a little bit of time? Sure, I can do that. Let's go to Cindy in Lakeland first. Hi, Cindy. Welcome. Elaine is on the line, and she's listening. Yes, I've been there, and we need to live by faith in Christ and not by feelings. And I'm not sure who said this, but when the enemy reminds you of your past, you remind him of your future, his future, his future. And write it in your flyleaf of your Bible, this date, and I earnestly accepted Christ, and I'm not going back. And go back to that as often as you need to. And we live by faith and not by feelings. That's good. Feelings are real, but they're not always true. Cindy, thank you very much. Blessings to you for reaching out to encourage Elaine this morning. Let's go to uh, Lindaria, I believe is how you pronounce your name. I hope I got that right. Joining us from Gainesville. Hi, Lindaria. How are you? Uh, Hi. Yes, you pronounced it correctly. I just want to say that, you know... And I walk with Christ. It is never easy. Jesus even had some moments where he said on the Christ, you know, on the cross, you know, Father, forgive the world for they know not what they do. He he didn't really want to take it because he still loved us, but he knew he had to die for us. And I just think about Jesus and his love for us that he would just lay down his life for us because we are just, you know, we love that much. And even in um, it says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's just the love that he has for us. And we're never too far from his grace. And even when we, we feel like we're not good enough, God will send us a hundred and million reasons why we are. Boy, Lindaria, that is such an important point. It's like Mark Job was talking about there. You know, when we become believers, does that mean we, we never sin again? No, hopefully we sin less, but we're not going to be sinless until we reach heaven. That's not an excuse to abuse God's grace. If you're really saved, you don't want to do that. Romans 7 talks about what I want to do, I don't do. The Apostle Paul writes about this. The Apostle Paul, of all people, what I don't want to do, I do. What I do want to do, I don't. And then he uh, just runs through that. And we're like, yes, I, I totally understand that. But it's not about what I do. It's about what Jesus has done. And then he ends chapter 7 in Romans and begins chapter 8. First verse, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thanks, Lindaria. Let's go to Edmund next in Northport. Hi, Edmund. How are you? Hi. How are you doing? Doing great. What do you want to say to Elaine? She's listening. Yes. Uh, all I want to say to her that uh, I've been through that situation before because I was in my church a few years ago. They were doing uh, baptizing people. And then I sit down and watching, and uh, something tell me, I feel something touch me, say, hey, why don't you get up and baptize? And uh, I, I did get up, and I told the pastor's wife, I know I'm not on the list to baptize, but today I want to baptize. And then they, they took me in, and they baptized me and everything. I confessed everything, but I truly do that in, uh, with my heart. So I believe what I did is right, and I truly repent of my heart and all my sins. Yeah. You know, Edmund, I'm thinking about Romans. Well, let's park uh, in Romans here. Let's see. Romans chapter 10, starting at verse 9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Not you might be, you will be. 
For with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. There's so many people who think that, uh, getting back to that whole idea, well, I guess I'm not saved because I still sin. No, but what is your relationship to sin? If you're, Like Mark Job was talking about, if you're more sensitive to sin now than you've ever been in your life, praise God for that. God's grace is available for you when you fall. But you don't really notice how sinful you are until, well, it's like turning on a light in a dark room, right? You can think everything looks great until you turn on the light, then suddenly you see the cobwebs and the roaches and all that stuff. The closer you walk with Jesus, the more aware of your sin you're going to be, but the more you will rely upon him each and every day uh, to fill you with joy, knowing that he has died for every one of your sins, you are forgiven, and God has chosen to forget them as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Let's go to Naples and Lauren. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Welcome to the conversation. Elaine is listening. Thank you. I just wanted to let her know I'm praying for her today. Um, I feel like it's harder for everyone nowadays. I really do feel like we're in such a battle more than I've ever felt. I think people can relate to that. Um, So I try to stay really close to Jesus like it's my first job of the day, as hard as it is. I try to remind myself of that every day, to not hear any evil, see no evil, speak no evil, because it's so powerful, especially right now. Um, The enemy, he can even put fake thoughts into our mind to make us think it's actually our thoughts, uh, to make us feel guilty and dirty and not worthy, um, because he has power to do that. And we have to know that Jesus is more powerful. He has the place in our life over anyone and that's, I just wanted her to know that, that we're all, we're all struggling with it more than ever now. And it's just, just trying to stay leaded by him every single day, because it's really important to stay in his armor, like you were saying. You know what, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us this morning, taking the time out of your busy day to encourage Elaine and really all of us. This is what it's about. Elaine, this is us coming together as believers. I hope that even in a small way, we have been able to encourage you today, and um, and your brothers and sisters are going to be praying for you. I hope that's a comfort, too. Very much so, and I thank everybody for for what they've said, and uh, I'm taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Hang on the line, Elaine. All right, guys, um, we have a lot of people who are texting me and home. And uh, if you're making a decision to follow Jesus today, maybe uh, you prayed the prayer earlier and uh, you've made that decision, but you haven't had a chance to text us, I'd love to get your text. You can text me to 888-777-6810 so we can continue to pray for you too and send you out some resources um, just to help you in your next steps with Jesus. Take your next step. 888-777-6810. You text me if you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. You can text home. To that same number, and we've got a bunch of those too. 888-777-6810. Lord, thank you for each and every one of these precious folks listening. I want to go back to the phones here. Let's see if we can squeeze in another call. Uh, Elaine, you're still hanging out on the line, aren't you? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, hang tight. I've got another call coming in, and it's from Tom in Estero. Hi, Tom. How are you? Well, good morning to both of you. I know that I have brief time, so I'll do just that, be brief. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul is talking to new believers. They've only been walking with him two, three years, walking with the Lord. But he identifies with these believers 
problems that they have, lying, stealing, unwholesome words, identify several things. Then when he tells them about if you're lying, you've got to substitute putting the truth in its place. If you're stealing, you've got to go get a job. If you have unwholesome words, you've got to put in wholesome words. It's the substitution principle that he's telling us if we've got a problem, get rid of the problem by putting the right thing in its place. There you go. Well said, Elaine. We were talking about that earlier this hour. Make sure you have your truth bullets ready to go. Uh, Stay on the line, Elaine. I'm so glad you joined us there again. Blessings to you today, and uh, have a great day. My guess is you're already having a good day. I'm having a great day. (laughs) 